Hello, my peachy friends out there in podcast land. This is Sarah Giovanetti coming at you from the Peachy Girl podcast. So today I thought I would talk about meditation as a means of self-care, as a spiritual practice, and how it can truly, you know, recenter yourself and really get you in touch with your inner voice, right? And especially now, we're going through such turbulent times, and I feel like there is such a divide right now going on between women and men, you know, black and white. There's a lot of divisiveness, and I think more than ever, it's so important to have a spiritual practice because it always brings you back to the truth, and the truth of all of our beings is that we're all children of God. We're all spiritual beings made in the image and likeness of God, right? And when we can come from that space of knowing that, you know what, You know, in the physical, life is not fair, but in the spiritual, life is very equal, right? So if you give up trying to play by man's rules and you start playing by your spiritual nature, that's when you're really going to thrive in life. And I think kind of that's the goal. And really having some sort of spiritual practice will help you realize that, right? So, um... I was just watching on YouTube, uh, Michael Beckwith, he is the reverend at Agape Spiritual Center in, um, in Los Angeles, and he was speaking to one of his guests on his podcast, Take Back Your Mind, and he was saying how, you know, you know, everyone should have a practice of meditation. And he was speaking with a young lady who is a famous actress. And a lot of famous um, actresses and actors do go to his church because it is in Los Angeles. And they were all saying how they use meditation as a form of just calming yourself down and bringing all of the anxiety, right? All of the fear, all of the stress, just back to your breath, right? And, you know, just simply sit for as long as you can, you know? So a lot of people start with one minute, two minute, five minutes, 10, 15, um, uh, half an hour. I know David Goggins, he meditates for three hours every day, <laughs> which is, I mean, that is like a sage or a monk. I mean, that is something else, a very admirable, you know. So if you're someone who's been through, you know, a lot of trauma and abuse as a child, you you know, you have to be someone like David Goggins, right? If you're someone who's been to prison, if you're someone who's had abuse, if you're someone who's been through something, it's very important that you invest in caring for yourself, that self-investment, right? So meditation is a powerful way to do that, right? Because, you know, when you go out during the day, what happens is people are talking to you and a lot of times people want to push their values, push their agenda, push their mindset, their political views, (laughs) you know, down your throat. I mean, you cannot get away from it. You're driving down the street and there's a billboard. You turn your radio on. They're telling you what to think on the radio, in the music. You know, no matter where you go, you're constantly being programmed by what other people 
think you should be thinking, right? I mean, I was just the other day relaxing in my home and somebody's knocking on the door and, you know, with someone <laughs> from a political party asking me if I could count, you know, if they could count on me to vote for them. And I said, well, you know what? I, I think for myself. So thanks for the information. <laughs> You know, uh, you know, I'll have to look into the candidates and then I'll decide who I'm voting for, right, myself. So meditation is a great way to be able to get back to your center, right, and get back to, you know, uh, your voice, if that makes sense, right? And so we're really living through a time and an age right now where a lot of women are starting to find their voice, Right. Um, because I know, you know, during the, you know, 1960s and 70s, well, 70s, you know, I was born in 1973, a lot of women didn't have a voice, right? And, um, you know, they couldn't really speak up. And I was just thinking about that the other day, thinking about how my grandmother, how my mother, you know, really didn't have much of a voice and much of a say when it came to what they thought right? And their views, right? Um, but my grandmother, you know, uh, she was a forward thinker. She was a captain in the Women's Army Corps, and she did go to a Unitarian church. So, you know, I would have some glimpses of that. You know, she was on the debate team. So I guess that's where I get it from, me wanting to speak up and me wanting to take up space and have presence, right? And have a voice, right? You know, we all have a voice and we are all here. We all have purpose. And it's up to us to really try to, you know, leave a legacy, uh, you know, speak up, and really try to impact the next generation of people coming up, right? So you really have to think to yourself, like, you know, when you were growing up, who did you wish was next to you while you were growing up? What did you miss, right? And then you want to really be that person, right? So that's why I'm someone who really uh, believes in personal development, having a spiritual practice, having a skill set, you know, really working on yourself and self-investment, right? And trying to be that model and try to be that model for other people, right? Because that's who I wish I would have had as a little girl. You know, I really didn't have the mentorship and the guidance and the instruction and the education that I was starving for, right? Because I'm someone who has a ton of potential and a ton of aptitude and I was never poured into in that way. And I was always so thirsty and that's why I'm still to this day very thirsty for personal development very thirsty for spiritual enlightenment, very thirsty, um, you know, for education. You know, every day I'm like, what can I learn? I'm a very curious person because, you know, most of my childhood, there's just huge gaps of, you know, not getting the mentorship I needed, not getting the guidance that I needed, right? You know, because when everyone's in survival mode, (laughs) no one's really talking. Everyone's just like living in fear. And so the only way to counteract fear is, of course, to have a spiritual practice. And that's what meditation really helps you to really fortify in your spirit. You know, if you're feeling all these negative feelings, which we all do, and it's normal to feel fear and to uh, feel, 
you know, anger and rage and jealousy and all these things. And you really need to be able to process them, right, in a healthy way because you can't go about your day if you have any sort of self-awareness and spew all those emotions on other people. You really need to have some sort of reflection, right? And that's what a meditation process will do where you can process those emotions in a healthy way. And then you can kind of get to what, is that emotion trying to teach you? What is that emotion trying to say, right? Like just for example, you know, a lot of um, people will feel jealous, but a lot of times that's because you are not working on yourself. You're not self-investing, right? So if you know, you know, you should have read that book and you should have finished your college degree and you didn't, When you see someone who did do that, you're going to feel jealous. And it's just an alarm bell. It's an alarm bell saying you didn't do what you were supposed to do, right? And so you can look at it as, you know what, let me, when you feel that emotion, that means you need to bring attention back to yourself. You are neglecting yourself. Jealousy and resentment is a, um, emotion that you are neglecting yourself. You're not working on yourself, right? Resentment comes from not speaking up, right? Not speaking up the moment something happens in a a positive way, right? Like standing your ground, inserting boundaries. So when you don't speak up, you don't put a boundary in place, what happens is you start building up resentment. And then what happens, and this happens a lot of times with women, you know, they just, you know, kind of socialize not to really put their voice out there or speak up, unfortunately. So what happens is that, you know, don't say nothing, don't say nothing, don't say nothing. And then they explode, right? And so that's why a lot of women get the title being very emotional, right? (laughs) Biologically, women are programmed for more heightened emotions because we rear children and we should feel that way. So we should be watching out, you know, to make sure our kids are safe, right? But that, um, what I've trained myself to do is I've trained myself to speak up. I've trained myself to have boundaries, right? So I don't have those feelings of um, resentment, right? And if those feelings are coming up, I know it's because I didn't speak up. I know it's because I didn't assert a boundary when I should have, right? Because it's only human nature for people to, you know, you know, feel their way around you, right? And it's not the other person's job to know how to treat you. You have to show other people how to treat you. And you do that through your voice and speaking up and, and asserting boundaries, right? So, you know, if in your meditation practice, right, you know, just getting still, right? Just concentrating on your breath, focusing on one thing, right? And, you know, what you'll notice is you'll start getting into flow state and, you know, and emotions will come, uh, images will come, feelings, things will come, you know. So I like to sit there when I'm meditating with um, my journal next to me. So sometimes I'll really get some sort of like insight or something and I'll write it down and I'm able to really process, you know, and have that self-awareness like, well, where am I? I need attention. Where do I need to bring my attention? What am I doing incorrectly here, right? How can I be better, 
How can I make this situation right? Or how can I operate better, right? Or just, you know, how can I heal myself, right? (laughs) You know, and I find that it was very difficult for me to meditate at first because my mind was just racing, racing around. But I've been practicing meditation, I'm going to say now for about four years, and I'm just learning to be able to uh, really kind of see for myself that if I don't meditate, my day isn't so good, (laughs) right? But when I take that time to meditate, I can really set an intention for the day too, right? To be intentional, how do I want my day to go? right? And you can do that uh, through meditation, right? So a lot of people really do not set their lives up to really kind of self-invest in themselves so that they can be an asset to their community that they're in, right? And an asset to themselves and their lives and really have a beautiful day, right? And meditation is really saying that I matter, right? And my voice matters, and I'm worth taking care of myself. So many people neglect themselves, they neglect their bodies, their minds, and their spirit, right? So the way I think about meditation is, is that how do you think you'll be feeling physically if you don't brush your teeth for five days, right? Well, it's, you know, how are you gonna be feeling if you don't take a shower for five days? Every single day, we have to take care of our physical selves, right? We have to heal ourselves daily. So every single day, you know, you, it's, you know we have to make sure we're eating properly. You know, we're drinking water, working out, right? We're taking care of our physical bodies, you know? If you're a woman, you know, self-investing into your hair, your makeup, your nails, put some perfume on so you smell good, right? Take a shower, all these things to present yourself well to the world, right? And then you also have to take care of your spiritual self, right? So, you know, how do you think you're going to be spiritually if you never pray or you never meditate or say you don't walk in nature or, you know, or do a gratitude journal? Have some sort of spiritual practice where you can get back in touch with your spirit, your soul, mind, body, spirit, right? So it's so important that you take care of that too every single day, right? So, you know, if you're having anxiety, anxiety a lot of times is just, you know, there are things that you need to do, right? And you have to have the courage to go do them and complete them. Anxiety comes from, you know, not taking the action, right? And so, um, so I found that, you know, with the meditation, I'm like, you know, I can be like, okay, well, I need to do this. I need to do that, (laughs) right? These are the things that I need to do. And then I can go ahead and address them, right? And so that took some time because I never, you know, I grew up like, you know, going to church on Sundays, but I never really had that true spiritual practice, like, Uh, of like meditating, right? So, you know, I always pray, but it's like really to get intentional about, you know, your, your walk in life, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, what am I doing today? Not just checking off a to-do list, right? Excuse me. But what is my intention today? My intention spiritually could be I want to 
do something for someone less fortunate than me. I want to say three kind things to somebody today, right? I want to give something away to somebody less fortunate than me, right? So have a spiritual intention because I tell you, what you do spiritually on a daily basis is what makes your soul feel good, (laughs) right? So when we give of our spirit to other people, we also get nourished, right? So just for example, I, um, you know, every morning I stop by Dunkin' Donuts in my neighborhood and I get, um, I get, you know, my coffee. And in the morning, there was this one lady and I'm telling you, she just always was just I mean, if she could throw the coffee out the window, she would throw the coffee out the window. <laughs> and, I'm like, and it was a little off-putting at first, but I said, you know what? You know, uh, Michael uh, Bernard Beckwith, he's the pastor at Agape Spiritual Center. He had said that, you know, what you give, right? You give first, you get back. And I know this to be true when it comes to generosity, right? So that's why I always feel like I've always been blessed financially because I, you know, I know that when I give first, it always comes back, right? So I'm like, okay, well, I can see how, you know, if I want her to be more pleasant to me, let me just start being pleasant to her, right? So she's like very off-putting, very bristly personality. (laughs) She's just very irritated. Everything that everybody does is just irritating her last nerve, right? So I'm like, okay, let me just, let me be nice, right? So I'm like, you know, so every time I come in, I'm like extra nice. And like, it took me about a week. I kept giving her, I kept giving her tips, right? Even though she was not pleasant at all. And every time I gave her a tip, I noticed that she was like, oh, it kind of interrupted her pattern of being mean, right? And she was like, she couldn't believe it. She was just like, what, you're giving this to me? Like, you know what I mean? And then I was like, and I see it softened her up just a little bit. (laughs) So then... I'm like, so I just kept, you know, I kept giving her money, kept giving her money every single time, even though the service was horrible, right? And then, and then she, and and she never had any tips, (laughs) right? And then what I noticed from doing this, right, for about like a week and a half, two weeks, all of a sudden she started having more tips because it finally clicked in her head that, oh, if I'm nice, I'll receive some tips, (laughs) right? So now I'm telling you that she had a 150, 360 degree change in her attitude. Now she's one of the most pleasant people at that, um, at that Dunkin' Donuts. I actually look forward to seeing her now. I mean, and she always got it and her cup is always filled with tips, right? And so it just got me thinking to myself, like, you know, everyone's at different levels of, you know, a fitness, right? Everybody's at different levels of their financial world and everyone's at different levels of their spiritual walk, right? Their spiritual growth. So now, you know, if you're someone who's blessed and you're leveled up in the spiritual world, right? Well, then, you know, it's up to you to extend kindness to people who might not be where you are. And that's what I kind of learned from that whole experience. And it was just in my daily, you know, walk of life, right? So it's just like, you know, if you're someone who's super rich and then you got, you know, somebody in your family that is just can't keep together, you know, and never has any (laughs) money, credit's all bad. And so, you know, you, you might be like, okay, you know, you're leveled up, you know, your credit's good, you got savings, so you're like, here, 
let me hand you, you know, you having you you have compassion, you know, you're on another level. So then you hand them say, hey, here's a book, um, you know, here's Dave Ramsey's book on uh, money makeover. Read it. I'm sure I'm sure you'll love it, right? So I would just encourage people like if you're someone who is leveled up in the spiritual world, then you know, it's kind of up to us to show compassion and empathy to other people who might not kind of be on the path and they're still stuck in like just anger and rage and, you know, greed and, you know, just not having any self-reflection because it's the self-reflection, it's your spiritual practice that gets you out of your problem, out of all that angst, to have some sort of self-reflection to actually be like, okay, you know, I'm going to give this to God. I'm going to pray on it. I'm going to have some faith, right? And I'm going to feel good despite all these things happening. And I'm going to do everything I can in the flesh and give the rest to God, right? You know, you just, you know, let me light a candle. You know, I'm going to act as if I'm winning despite what's happening, right? And so that's what a spiritual practice really gives you. So I would just always encourage everybody to, um, you know, you know, really practice a spiritual practice. And if you are leveled up, you know, it's our job to help other people who aren't quite there. And so that's kind of my intention with this podcast. You know, I know people, you know, are listening. So, you know, I'm just trying to say, you know, some of the insights and things that I'm learning. And then hopefully other people can take the initiative to want to level up. So when I first started my meditation journey, my meditation journey started um, because I heard Tony Robbins talk about going to uh, a, a meditation seminar called One World Academy. And he was just saying how it helped him and his wife, Sage, so much. And I really love Tony Robbins as a personal development uh, guru. He's been in the industry the longest, <laughs> right? And I've been to a lot of his seminars and he truly does have a beautiful heart. So I can definitely, uh, you know, trust his opinion on things. So I did go to a seminar, a meditation seminar in Miami and I took a meditation class. And I'm going to say maybe this was like four years ago. And I'm telling you, it was so awkward. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. I'm supposed to just like sit here and not do anything, just breathe and not think about anything. Like it was so like counterintuitive for me as a person. And then on top of that, they made us like partner up. And then we had to sit there and meditate with another person and just sit there in silence and stare at each other in each other's eyes. <laughs> so I, so I, had, I partnered up with a guy that was next to me. <laughs> and I think he was falling in love because <laughs> we had to stare at each other's eyes so long. It was a little awkward. But anyway, I still... Um, I was like, I was learning what the sages, so it was a husband and wife team. And what I was really learning was they were just trying to teach us how to live in a beautiful state. And they were just talking about, you know, negative emotions will come up, right? And emotions were, are meant to come and go, right? And so if a negative emotion comes up, it's up to us to, you welcome it. That negative emotion has a message, right? And then, and through breath work and through meditation, you can allow that emotion to come and allow that emotion to go, right? And so it was really a good class to take. 
And like I said, totally, I was a newbie to medit- meditation, total, total newbie. And um, that was that was my start, you know, and it felt very, very, very awkward and weird to meditate. I'm like, what do I do? You know, because your brain's like kind of racing. So um, I find, you know, lighting a candle, lighting some um, incense or sage just kind of relaxes me, relaxes my nervous system down and will allow me to really sink into my breath. Right. And just, you know, just relax and know that, you know, I can enjoy this moment and I can be at peace with myself and everything and everything's fine and good. And it's like that is bliss, really. (laughs) You know, you actually learn to cultivate enlightenment, peace, joy and bliss within yourself. Right. And that's what all of these sages and monks and, you know, people who are, you know, pastors and reverends, that's what they're all trying to teach us to do, to, you know, find the divine, find the God in ourselves, right? Like you can do that on your own. And when you can do that, you are a very powerful person because whenever you're coming into any situation, you're not coming from a, a, um, a place of need. You're coming from a place of want, if that makes sense. You know, you're not showing up like, what's in it for me? I need something here. You're really showing up to add value. And that's a very powerful place to be in your life. And it's a very powerful person, right? So, um, you know, Oprah Winfrey has said for years, she, uh, she has yet to meet a very successful person who does not have some sort of spiritual practice, right? And she says she never even hires anyone um, on her team to work with her that does not have some sort of spiritual practice, whatever it is, whether, you know, they're Muslim or Buddhist or Christian or Catholic, you know, just they need to have a practice. And it's not say, oh, they need to believe in a religion, it's having a practice. What do you do when you're upset (laughs) and you're feeling a lot of fear? Do you you meditate? Do you go walk in the park? Well, you know, do you uh, practice breath work? You know, what, you know, what is it that you do? You know, do you go to the gym every morning at 3 a.m.? Like, what is it that you do to manage your emotional state and your spiritual state, right? So that's what, you know, she's really trying to drive home. And I've taken a page from her book, you know, so it's very important for me now when I hire people, I'm always trying to hire someone who has a spiritual practice because I know a spiritual practice also comes along with a set of values and a moral compass. So anyway, I hope everybody had a beautiful and blessed week and I will talk to you guys soon.